When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. And yesterday must have felt like a landmark day for the people of Christchurch after years of waiting, campaigning and now budget blowouts. We can finally say that there will be a new stadium built in Christchurch with an overwhelming 13-3 vote. In favour, councillors urged uh, to the $683 million deal for the Takaha Stadium to go ahead. The name means strength, something the people of Christchurch have shown in bucket loads for a lot of years now. And in April 2026, I should say, they'll have something to really be proud of when they open their new stadium. And one man who has been championing the cause for such a great uh, period of time now is Crusaders CEO Colin Mansbridge. Now, Colin, of course, was on, I think, with Kirsty and Beeve last night. Uh, but we've uh, decided to get him on again this morning because uh, we just have to uh, get, a, I think, a feel for just how good uh, he must feel and those around him about what's happened. Colin, thank you for your time again. again. Um, how are you feeling the day after? Uh, g'day, Smithy. Uh, look, mate, it's fair to say I thought I was going to sleep really well last night. I thought I was going to just go to bed and, and just snore my way through the evening, but I, I was on it. I couldn't sleep. I was just so excited. <laughs> I, I spent all night up and, um, and and reflecting on sort of some of the visions of what the venue is going to look like when there's games being played there, and um, and and you know what a great opportunity this is to get people to think about uh, being together. Um, it, it has been a somewhat divisive issue um, between you know originally and up to today. Now's the chance for the decisions made to sort of pull people together around this thing now. So, yeah, really, really excited. That's how I'd describe it. Colin, 13-3 is pretty decisive. Were you that confident? Um, it's one of those things, you know, Smithy, and you'll know this, before a, a test match when you, you're heading out, you'd have had feelings of um, those physiological feelings that, which some would describe it as anxiety and you would reframe them as, um, as excitement. And I thought to myself as we were going into yesterday's meeting, I've got to be excited about what's going to happen here and you know, be really confident. But actually, no matter how much I talked to myself, it felt like um, anxiety. It, it was There was no excitement. It was all anxiety. So um, I was shaking as we got through the day. And then when we got to the very end and, and the, the comments were starting to drop from the councillors, uh, it was yeah quite a euphoric feeling, no doubt about it. Did you have a plan B if uh, it had gone against you? What, 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 and if, it, if you did have one, what was it? Just status quo? No, no it wasn't. We've, we've had a number of people approach us over the last decade uh, and talk to us about potential uh, other solutions. Uh, and we've, you know, we've invested a bit of time in it, but we've always come back because council and central government have always talked to us about a multi-use arena and that's what the city needs. So we've always felt that we've been obliged to be part of that conversation and part of that solution. And so we've uh, we've managed carefully any 
relationships for a rugby only solution um, and uh, or just a sports stadium solution so we've we sort of managed those but it, it, it was fair to say when the blowout first happened uh, we sat around at the board table and started to say mm, maybe we need to dust off some of those other relationships that we've built um, but uh, plan B was um, actually it's fair to say it was in the bottom drawer and we were you know, fairly committed to a multi-use arena. So, uh, what's clear is, so are eight out of ten people in the region. So, um, so yeah, pretty pretty excited that that we can leave Plan B and just uh, work really hard on Plan A. Okay, so um, how active have you had to be behind the scenes? I mean, how big a part have you played in submissions? Uh, looking into that, bearing in mind that rugby is going to be quite a focal point of the use of the stadium. So we. Um, rugby's been pretty involved in um, the design element, along with other sports. Uh, we've been involved in the design element. Um, we've also worked really hard to make sure that we we stick to the vision for this thing. It's a multi-use arena. You know, we'll play seven, um, maybe with playoffs, maybe ten. Uh, and, you know, if we could get a World Club Champs uh, played out of the Southern Hemisphere as well, maybe another couple of games on top of that. So and then you'll have Canterbury with their uh, NPC uh, playing here and, and Matatu, our professional women. You, you know, rugby might comprise, I don't know, 20, 20 matches a season. The challenge with this thing is that 200-plus um, events are going to go through it each year. So we've got to be... We, we've had the mindset in the last year or two that this can't be done without us, but it's not being done for us. So we've tried to make sure that we've sort of signed up to the vision of a multi-use arena, um, a facility for everyone, for the whole community. Uh, I know we'll get looked after uh, through the design process by being consultative and supportive. I think uh, council and the uh, developer and others have, have reached out to us and made sure that our, our views have been heard. Probably the biggest thing is being a little bit more overt about the need to kick on that's come through a little bit more strongly in the last uh, few months as it looked like we might stumble um, so yeah that, then that's taken you know there's no apology for motivating the community and, and motivating others to, to vote the way they did uh, that's democracy at work I guess Scott uh, Robertson Razor was uh, a big advocate of uh, this going ahead of course I, I Got a feeling you might be overseas, but have you been able to touch base with anyone within the, the Crusaders playing staff or coaching staff about the result? Yeah, there's a few. There are a few people away, but um, there's definitely a few thumbs up coming through on the uh, WhatsApp and the and the text messages. So uh, and uh, and I know our board's uh, really stoked. I know Canterbury Rugby's really stoked. Um, you, you know, been inundated with messages, and so yeah, the, the playing group for some of them. You know, some of them will have never played in, in, a, in a proper home venue. They'll, you know, what I describe as our caravan. Um, they've never mm. played at home. And um, it, Sam Whitelock, I think, is the only person in our current roster who's who played at the old venue. And so he's always played at the temporary stadium. And we're, you know, we're just hoping that there is no further delays and we can, 2026, there'll be some footy played and some of the people in this roster, or most of them, we hope will be playing at that, that venue. So they're pretty stoked. Um, and, uh, yeah, I know Razor, Razor came through with a very big smile, that's for sure.
Venues uh, Ototahi is forecasting that the stadium will host uh, between 179 and uh, 229 events a year. What kind of events are we we looking at there, and, and what kind of use would uh, what, what would be the extent of the use of the stadium? So there's probably something activated just about every day, Smithy. The, um, the, the, the you start off concerts, so they've got sort of a, a number of large concerts. Um, so, sort of uh, three to six concerts a year, uh, footy about 20, um, all up, uh, and maybe a little bit uh, more than that. You've got uh, other rectangular field sports. You know, you probably want to try and get in a Phoenix game. You probably want to get in a couple of league matches and maybe some uh, hockey or or, or, um, uh, or, or something else. Um, then you sort of, um, you, you know, you could probably do a hockey test there if you if you had the capacity to put some sort of turf over the turf. Um, then mm. you've got they've talked about boxing events. They've talked about uh, the mayor talked about esports events, um, and then there's lots of community things. I know in in Wellington they do things like beervana and those sorts of things. So uh, you know stuff that's local. Uh, that can bring people to the city. There's, um, you know, there's plenty of those. And then on top of that, there's it complements to Pi, the convention centre, uh, and there's opportunity for people to sort of hire out space from a corporate perspective as well. So, so yeah, they've got they've got a list in the investment case. There, there was a sort of a detailed plan of what all those events would be. Um, and you know, the other thing to keep in mind was it's a multi-use arena, which rugby might be 15 to 20 of of those 200 odd. I would imagine, Colin, um, there'll be some very happy uh, people in the hospitality industry because uh, with the location of this new facility, this uh, wonderful new stadium, uh, that's, as you say, going to attract people to the city, the CBD area. Um, But it's going to mean a a hell of a lot because it's just going to be walking distance from the hub. I mean, uh, that to me is one of the the real pluses of this. It's a great location, Smithy. One of the things... But, you know, when you, um, after the uh, lockdowns and we went back to our first game and I remember walking into Orange Theory Stadium and there were people and staff who hadn't been working for a while and, you know, for some of them, the jobs that they had uh, uh, hosting at the venue are quite meaningful to them in terms of um, in terms of income. And so I was having people coming up and, and hugging me because they were so pleased to be back in the, in the venue and hosting games. Now, I think if you times that by sort of 10, uh, that's the hope that we have for uh, what, what the venue will do. It'll be an amazing walk, um, you know, a couple of hundred metres essentially to get to the centre of town. And already uh, some of the business people in the CBD have talked to us about, you know, what could we do to make even that experience um, more exciting and better? You know, uh, sort of legends walks and all those things. So there's pretty... There's a pretty excited um, central business community, um, probably as excited as Peter Morrison. I don't know if you saw him singing Imagine during the council meeting yesterday. Um, uh, Very, very excited they were. uh, And, um, yeah, I I think this is going to be a venue that's going to pull the place together. And and I think people will want to be part of it. And, and of course, it'll be contagious once you start. Um, It'll be a better type of contagious than COVID, that's for sure. Uh, we now know the cost of uh, building it. Um, what about the the cost of actually uh, of running it? And have, I guess exercises have been done in that, but uh, that would be the next thing, I suppose. Uh, the cost of actually running the, um, this this complex. 
Yeah, so in the investment case, which is a couple of years out of date now and um, and will need to be sort of updated all the time, it, it sort of had a similar running cost to council of the uh, Tūranga, the, the library here, Central Library. So it, it was, uh, and that's without some of the additional work that's going to need to be done. Uh, uh, you know, now the council's made the decision, can we do this any better from the financial side? So is there a better way to structure it? Um, can we uh, be more effective? Uh, have we got the right support from the right people? Is, it, um, is there more um, private uh, investment in it? And if so, how does that happen? A lot of that work's still got to be done, uh, but there is time for that to happen. The, the government funding comes in first, there, $220 million. So there is a couple of years before um, we get to some of those harder decisions. So when does, uh, when does work really begin in earnest and are you confident uh, to, uh, April 2026 will be achieved? They're, they're already in the place now, Smithy. They're already, there's a bit of diggers, there's a few diggers and uh, there's people in there sort of uh, doing ground preparation. Uh, there's a little bit more detailed design. They've done, they've done detailed design to them to do this costing, uh, which Bethex Wattpack is really confident of, um, uh, of, of their costing model. Um, but there is that final, um, you know, it's a bit like taking architectural drawings of a house back to the owner, you know, oh, you know, we want the door opening this way versus that way. There's a little bit of that to do, um, and that gets signed off in December, but there's no, the budget risk on that resides with the contractor. Um, the groundwork is being done, as I said, at the moment. So I'm confident that the project will be um, close to complete in April 2026, Um Basics Wattpack have um, basically kept to their side of the bargain in terms of all the work they've done to date, so I'm reasonably confident in them. But, you know, we'll plan also for a, a potential 2027, but uh, there's no doubt that the, the way it's been contracted, the penalties and all of that work that's gone in, um, th- th- there is absolute uh, um, sort of focus on it being that, that early 2026, no doubt about it. So I, I would say reasonably confident, but you never say never until you sort of run out onto a paddock on that first day. You did right there, but uh, I can tell you right here and now, speaking from someone who's been sitting uh, sideline, on some pretty cold winter nights uh, for the last five or six years, or well, even longer, mate, I can tell you it's a, it's a welcome decision from uh, a, a, a Sky commentary point of view, I can promise you that as well. Hey, look, congratulations on, on getting it through. Uh, I know you're a focal point of it, and uh, so is the, the rugby side of things, and... Great news, absolutely great news that Christchurch is going to get what they deserve. Thanks, mate. Thanks for your time. Cheers, mate. Thank you. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's, together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.